0: where if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you will see the link to read ACIMOE. On that same drop-down menu, there is a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email sent to you by the Course in Miracles Society, which contains both a workbook lesson and the text reading for the day. My name is... Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we're continuing our reading in Chapter 9, The Correction of Error, with Section 8, The Inclusiveness of Creation. And at the top of the hour, we'll pause for remembrance of our lesson for the day, which is Lesson 109 I Rest in God. Okay, I have here for who's with us in reading, I have Fran, Karen, Robin Marie. Donna and Jessica with us and listening. I have Harrison and Kristen. And I'm sorry if I left Lori up top of the reading list. (laughs) Okay. Is there anyone else who's joined us who would like to say good morning or uh, just uh, join the reading list? All right. Well, Laurie, um, may I ask, do you have a, one of your marvelous poetic openings for us this morning?
1: I do, Lemoyne. And oh, it's so beautiful. From the book, Forty Prayers by Paralia Samadon, he titled it Psalm 2. and here it is my heart is your sky beloved there is nothing I need on the hills of your earth I walk upright in the fields of your love I find peace you have made my soul a window and opened it to you You you've taken away my fear you have given me to know my home is in your presence and I will live in the light of your joy forever. I rest in God. Amen. Thank you, Laurie. Beautiful.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Laurie. It fits with today's lesson. Beautiful.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Laurie. My
1: privilege...
0: Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Beautifully apropos, ever. Okay, well, I will get us started then in the reading of Chapter 9 The Correction of Error, Section 8. the inclusiveness of creation. Nothing beyond yourself can make you fearful or loving because nothing is beyond you. Time and eternity are both in your mind and will conflict until you perceive time solely as a means to regain eternity. You cannot do this as long as you believe that anything which happens to you is caused by factors outside yourself. You must learn that time is solely at your disposal and that nothing in the world can take this responsibility from you. You can violate God's laws in your imagination but you cannot escape from them they were established for your protection and are as inviolate as your safety Maury
1: Chapter 9 The Correction of Error Section 8 The Inclusiveness of Creation paragraph 59 nothing beyond yourself can make you fearful or loving because nothing is beyond you time and eternity are both in your mind and will conflict until you perceive time solely as a means to regain eternity you cannot do this as long as you believe that anything which happens to you is caused by factors outside yourself you must learn that time is solely at your disposal, and that nothing in the world can take this responsibility from you. You can violate God's laws only in your imagination, but you cannot escape from them. They were established for your protection and are as inviolate as your safety. God created nothing beside you, and nothing beside you exists for you're a part of him. What except him can exist. Nothing beyond him can happen because nothing except him is real. Your creations add to him as you do, but nothing is added that is different because everything has always been. What can upset you except the ephemeral and how can the ephemeral be real if you are God's only creation and he created you eternal your holy will establishes everything that happens to you every response you make to everything you perceive is up to you because your will determines your perception of it
0: Thank you, Glory and friends.:
1: Paragraph 60. God created nothing beside you, and nothing beside you exists, for you are part of Him. What except Him can exist? Nothing beyond Him can happen, because nothing except Him is real. Your creations to add to Him as you do, but nothing is added that is different because everything has always been. What can upset you except the ephemeral? And how can the ephemeral be real if you are God's only creation and He created you eternal? Your holy will establishes everything that happens to you. Every response you make to everything you perceive is up to you because your will determines your perception of it. 61. God does not change His mind about you for he is not uncertain of himself. And what he knows can be known because he does not know only for himself. He created you for himself, but he gave you the power to create for yourself so you could be like him. That is why your will is holy. Can anything exceed the love of God? Can anything then exceed your will? Nothing can reach you from beyond it because being in God you encompass everything. Believe this, and you will realize how much is up to you. When anything threatens your peace of mind, ask yourself,
3: has God changed his mind about me?
0: Thank you, Fran. And Karen, would you read 61 through 63? 61.
4: 61. God does not change his mind about you, for he is not uncertain of himself. And what he knows can be known, because he does not know only for himself. He created you for himself, but he gave you the power to create for yourself, so you could be like him. That is why your will is holy Can anything exceed the love of God? Can anything then exceed your will? Nothing can reach you from beyond it because being in God, you encompass everything. Believe this and you will realize how much is up to you. When anything threatens your peace of mind, ask yourself, has God changed his mind about me? Then accept his decision, for it is indeed changeless, and refuse to change your mind about yourself. God will never decide against you, or he would be deciding against himself.
0: Thank you, Karen. And Robin Marie, would you read from that? Hint of Instruction, When Anything Threatens Your Peace of Mind, through 64?
2: Yes. When anything threatens your peace of mind, ask yourself, Has God changed his mind about me? Then accept his decision, for it is indeed changeless, and refuse to change your mind about yourself. God will never decide against you, or he would be deciding against himself. 64. The reason you do not know your creations is simply that you would decide against them as long as your minds are split. And to attack what you have created is impossible. But remember that it is as impossible for God. The law of creation is that you love your creations as yourself, because they are part of you. Everything that was created is therefore perfectly safe, because the laws of God protected by His love. Any part of your mind that does not know this has banished itself from knowledge, because it has not met its conditions.
0: Thank you, Robin Marie. Excuse me. And Donna, would you read 64 and 5? Are you on mute, Donna?
5: Sorry about that. Fine.
0: 64.
5: 64. The reason you do not know your creations is simply that you would decide against them as long as your minds are split to and to attack what you have created is impossible. But remember that it is as impossible for God. The law of creation is that you love your enemies as yourself, because they are part of you. Everything that was created. Is therefore perfectly safe because the laws of God protect it by his love. Any part of your mind that does not know this has banished itself from knowledge because it has not met its conditions. 65. Who could have done this but you? Recognize this gladly, for in this recognition, lies the realization that your banishment is not of god and therefore does not exist you are at home in god dreaming of exile but perfectly capable of awakening to reality is it your will to do so you know from your own experience that what you see in dreams you think is real as long as you are asleep yet the instant you waken you know that some you know that everything that seemed to happen did not happen at all. You do not think this mysterious even though all the laws of what you awakened to were violated while you slept. Is it not possible that you merely shifted from one dream to another without really awakening?
0: Thank you, Donna and Jessica.
2: Sixty-five. <clears throat> who could have done this but you? Maybe I should read the sentence before. Any mind. part of your mind that does what? Oh, please, actually, it, it it looks like I would have to go back more than one sentence, so
0: I'll just go ahead. Well, go back to who
2: could have that. done what? Go back. Go to, back okay, to everything
0: that was created. Yes. How about that?
2: Everything that was created is therefore perfectly safe because the laws of God protect it by his love. Any part of your mind that does not know this has banished itself from knowledge because it has not met its condition. Who could have done this but you? Recognize this gladly, for in this recognition lies the realization that your banishment is not of God and therefore does not exist. You are at home in God, dreaming of exile, but perfectly capable of awakening to reality. Is it your will to do so? You know from your own experience that what you see in dreams you think is real as long as you are asleep. Yet the instant you awaken you know that everything that seemed to happen did not happen at all. You do not think this mysterious, even though all the laws of what you awakened to were violated while you slept. Is it not possible that you merely shifted from one dream to another without really awakening? 66. Would you bother to reconcile what happened in conflicting dreams, or would you dismiss both together if you discovered that reality is in accord with neither? You do not remember being awake. When you hear the Holy Spirit, you merely feel better because loving seems possible to you, but you do not remember yet that it once was so. And it is in this remembering that you will know it can be so again. What is possible has not yet been accomplished. Yet what has once been is so now, if it is eternal. When you remember, you will know what you remember is eternal and therefore is now.
0: Thank you, Jessica. Is there a new reader for 66 and 67? New reader?
3: Excuse me. I can do it, LeMoyne. Thank you. 66. Would you bother to reconcile what happened in conflicting dreams, or would you... Dismiss both together. If you discovered that reality is in accord with neither, do you do not remember being awake. When you hear the Holy Spirit, you merely feel better, because loving seems possible to you. But you do not remember yet that it was once so, that it once was so, and it is in this remembering that you will know it can be so again. What is possible has not yet been accomplished, and what has once been is so now, if it is eternal. When you remember, you will know what you remember is eternal, and therefore is now. You will remember everything the instant you desire it wholly. For if you desire ho- for if to desire wholly, wholly is to create, you will have willed away the separation, returning your mind simultaneously to your creator and to your creations. Knowing them, you will have no wish to sleep, but only the will to waken. And be glad. Dreams will be impossible, but because you will want only truth, and being at last your will, it will be yours. Amen. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Judy. And is there <clears throat> another new reader for paragraph 67? Another new reader, for 67. Hmm. All right. Uh, back to you, Lori. And would you pick up the last sentence of 66?
1: Yes. When you remember, you will know that you remember, what you remember is eternal and therefore is now. You will remember everything the instant you desire it wholly. For if to desire wholly is to create, you will have willed away the separation, returning your mind simultaneously to your Creator and your creations. Knowing them, you will have no wish to sleep, but only the will to waken and be glad. Dreams will be impossible because you will want only truth. And being at last your will, it will be yours. Amen.
0: Amen. This is. Ah, okay. This is short enough. I might try and read it again. But they have a request to stay on time today. So let me just attempt a brief and complete summary on the Section 8 the inclusiveness. The inclusiveness of creation. Nothing beyond yourself can make you fearful or loving because nothing is beyond you. Time and eternity are both in your mind and will conflict until you perceive time solely as a means to regain eternity. You cannot do this as long as you believe that anything which happens to you is caused by factors outside yourself. You must learn that time is solely at your disposal and that nothing in the world can take this responsibility from you. You can violate God's laws in your imagination but you cannot escape from them. They were established for your protection and are as inviolate as your safety. God created nothing beside you and nothing beside you exists for you are part of Him. What except Him can exist. Nothing beyond Him can happen because nothing except Him is real. Your creations add to him as you do, but nothing that is added, nothing is added that is different because everything has always been. Your holy will establishes everything that happens to you. Every response you make to everything you perceive is up to you because your will determines your perception of it God does not change his mind about you for he is not uncertain of himself and what he knows can be known because he does not know only for himself he created you for himself but he gave you the power to create for yourself so you could be like your Him. That is why your will is holy. Nothing can reach you from beyond God's will because being in God, you encompass everything. Believe this and you will realize, you will realize how much is up to you. When anything threatens your peace of mind, ask yourself, has God changed his mind about me? Then accept his decision, for it is indeed changeless, and refuse to change your mind about yourself. God will never decide against you or he would be deciding against himself. The reason you do not know your creations is simply that you would decide against them as long as your minds are split, and to attack what you have created is impossible. But do remember that it is as impossible for God." And (laughs) that was a lovely, perfect mistake in one reading which read the next sentence says, the law of creation is that you love your enemies as yourself because they are part of you. And I believe that to be true, that the straight law given here is the law of creation is that you love your creations as yourself because they are part of you. Any part of your mind that does not know this has banished itself from knowledge because it has not met its condition. And who could have done this but you? Recognize this gladly, for in this recognition lies the realization your banishment is not of God and therefore does not exist. You are at home in God, dreaming of a...
1: I think Lamont got disconnected. Oops.
6: Right, I thought it was me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> he lost. He lost his connection for a minute. Ouch. There he is.
0: All right, I don't know what that was, but the hint maybe is a dragon going on. You, you were right at. Right at, no, you're right at, you are at home in God, dreaming of exile. Okay, i start there. You are at home in God, dreaming of exile, but perfectly capable of awakening to, your, to reality. Is it your will to do so? you do not remember being awake. When you hear the Holy Spirit, you merely feel better because loving seems possible to you, but do not remember yet that it was once so. And it is in this remembering that you will know it can be so again. What is possible has not yet been accomplished. Yet what has once been is so now, if it is eternal. When you remember, you will know what you remember is eternal and therefore is now. You will remember everything the instant you desire it wholly. For if to desire wholly is to create, you will have willed away the separation, returning your mind simultaneously to your creator and your creation. Knowing them, you will have no wish to sleep, but only the will to waken and be glad. Dreams will be impossible because you will want only truth, and truth being at last your will, it will be yours.
4: Thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you. Thank
0: you, Lemoyne. This is one of those things that (laughs) it's not really possible to extract much out of um, the kind of truth that brings the whole truth with it. Thank you for listening. And, uh, we do have a few minutes before the top of the hour, but, uh, okay. um, so if someone would like to share right now, please go ahead.
4: Okay. I will. It's Karen. Um, the few th- the few of the things that jumped out was that time is solely a means to regain eternity That. That is like a, a different side of saying this world is only so we can get home. That's what it reminded me of. The second thing that jumped out at me is your holy will establishes everything that happ- happens to you. Every response you make to everything you perceive is up to you because your will determines your perception of it. Boy, that's pretty intense. I think what that means is my perception either distorts what I see and what I believe or it allows me to perceive what's real. But either way, it's completely in my own... It's my own responsibility in my own hands. Um, nothing is beyond my own responsibility. And... um The third thing that I loved is that our banishment is not of God. You are at home in God, dreaming of exile, but perfectly capable of awakening to reality. That God has not changed his mind about me and that I just have to get that through my mind. You know, I just have to keep re- reinforcing that, that I am in home in God, even when things seem um, seemingly interfering with that truth. I rest in God and put everything on the altar all the time, over and over and over. Just keep putting it back on the altar. I don't want to uphold it. I don't want to defend it. I just want to let go of it and open to the divine flowing through me. I'm complete.
1: Oh, that was very beautiful, Karen. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you, Karen.
0: Thank you, Karen.
5: This is Donna. I saw in the reading today the purpose I was brought today in particular to this class. So it came to my mind in the last sentence of paragraph 65. It is not possible that you merely, is it not possible that you merely shift from one dream to another without really waking? This morning I was sleeping, and my coffee pot gurgles once the water's going through and the coffee's about ready for me to get up. And I was sleeping, and very loudly, my coffee pot was gurgling and gurgling. And then it occurred to me, I said, oh, who's making my coffee? There's nobody to make my coffee. But it occurred to me, who's making my coffee? And I woke up to look around and see who was making my coffee. But what made the gurgling sound was the Holy Spirit to show me the power he has to wake us up if we let him. I am complete.
1: Oh, yeah. Thank you, Donna. If we let uh, him. Thank you, Don. thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna.
4: Thank you, Donna.
0: Well, thank you all. Thanks, to thank you, Donna. And uh, given that quiet period, I think it's a perfect entree to the lesson. So, friends, would you go ahead and meet us now?
3: Did you, I didn't understand what you were saying. Did you call me?
0: Yes, yes, please. Okay, great.
1: Okay, (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Hi, everybody. We are still in the first part of the workbook. And today we are on lesson 109. One of my favorites. I rest in God. So I shall read some from this lesson and then we'll do the five minute practice at the top of the hour. I rest in God. We ask for rest today and quietness. Unshaken by the world's appearances, we ask for peace and stillness. We ask for safety and for happiness. And we have the thought that will answer our asking with what we request. I rest in God. This thought will bring to you the rest and quiet peace and stillness and the safety and the happiness you seek I rest in God this thought has power to wake the sleeping truth in you here is the thought in which the son of God is born again to recognize himself I rest in God completely undismayed this thought will carry you through storms and strife and past misery and pain, past loss and death, and onward to the certainty of God. There is no suffering. It cannot heal. This is the day of peace. You rest in God, and while the world is torn by winds of hate, your rest remains completely undisturbed. You call to all to join you in your rest and they will hear and come to you because you rest in God. You rest today and as you close your eyes, sink into stillness. No more fearful dreams will come now that you rest in God. Take time today to slip away from dreams and into peace. The world is born again each time you rest and hourly remember that you came to bring the peace of God into the world
3: that it might take its rest along with you. With each five minutes that you rest today, the world is near waking.
1: You rest within the peace of God today and call upon your brothers from your rest to draw them to their rest along with you. You will be faithful to your trust today forgetting no one open the temple doors and let them come from far across the world and near as well we rest together here for thus our rest is made complete we give to those unborn and those passed by to every thought of God and to the mind in which these thoughts were born and where they rest. And we remind them of their resting place each time we tell ourselves, I rest in God. So we'll do the five minute practice now. Lesson 109 I rest in God. We ask for peace and stillness. We ask for safety and for happiness. And we have the thought that will answer our asking. Lesson 109, I rest in God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Yes. Amen. Thank you, friend.
4: Thank you, friend.
1: Thank you, guys.
4: Thank you, friend.
5: This is just Donna. Gratitude to God and to Karen i mean and to and to karen yes to all uh fran yesterday's lesson she dropped some seeds and i transplanted one and from paragraph 11 of yesterday's where it says to everyone i offer quietness i got this little what i call prayers unity i unity i am i give unity oneness i am i give oneness Love I am, I give love. Grateful I am, I give gratitude. And I'm definitely grateful to be here. I am complete.
1: Oh, that
5: was
6: beautiful, Donna. Donna. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. That was beautiful. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna.
4: I rest in God. Um, this is Karen. I rest in God is my favorite. It's probably my number one, if not number two. I need to do nothing. It's really big, too. And I am as God created me. I think those are my three favorites. I rest in God. I was thinking, I rest in God. I don't want my opinions. I let go of all my opinions, I let go of all my control. I let go, I give up all my judgments, I give up all my plans, I give up my own uh, ego interpretations of the past and the present, I just want to be free of all of it. And it's so funny because sometimes there's a moment where I have this intention, oh, I I let go of my plan, and then another plan comes in, and the ego just squirms. And I feel that, and I just offer that at the holy altar within. I want to offer all my ego at this holy altar. I don't want it. I don't want to defend it. I don't want to uphold it. I don't want to take its side anymore. I'm done. I just want to be at home and rest in God. I'm complete.
1: Oh, that's a beautiful, beautiful expression.
6: Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Um, this is Ida. Um, the neighbor is being so loud. And it's early here, only quarter after seven. And some people are trying to sleep, but I'm just trying to rest in God and and have quietness. I know there is an inner quietness beyond all that. But I guess right now I have to say I haven't gotten there yet. So I need outer quietness to get to the inner quietness. If I say anything to him, he'll just be nasty to me. He won't listen, so there's no point saying anything to him, but he's moving pretty soon, so he won't physically be here anymore. He'll be at some other place in town, I don't know where. But anyway, that I Rest in God is one of my favorite. I I put it in my top ten list of... um, Of lessons that I made a few weeks ago because even when when I have another lesson that day and I can't remember the lesson that day I say to myself I rest in God instead of trying hard to remember of course I could look it up in the book we all know that (laughs) anyway thank you so much I'm complete Oh, what an excellent choice,
1: Ida. Thank you.
4: Thank you, Ida.
5: This is Donna. Another thing that came to me in the reading today was that this uh, thought this idea that happiness is in what I think. Happiness is in what I think. So to have happiness in what I'm thinking, I have to be thinking happiness. I am complete. Thank you, Donna.
1: Thoughts do create our experience, don't they? Thank you.
4: Hi, it's Karen again. I had this image earlier of being a salt doll. You know what a salt doll is. You put it in the ocean and it just dissolves. Just dissolves. That's what I want to be. Just want to dissolve in God. And all my... uh, What I said before. You know, all my... Personal ideas, my ego's beliefs, that they be dissolved in the quietness of God and rest in God. And complete. Thank
1: Beautiful. you. Beautiful. Hmm. If Michael were here, he would say, Dissolves like a salt doll. Dissolves like the salt doll.
6: <laughs> yeah, Micah. Geez, I haven't heard him on the call for a long time, man. Have you uh have, have you heard? Is he okay? Oh yeah, yeah. He he did
1: call and say that uh he's not missing our calls out of any dissatisfaction, but rather he and Roz are going uh into a more devoted pursuit of a course in love. And um uh, so anyway. That's uh, that's where they are. Yeah. Well
6: thank you. thank Thanks. you Lord for saying that. Yeah. Mhm. It's true that I want other things than to rest in God. Um there's some kind of sentence in the course that says, Until until the you know, we realize that Like the salvation of the Son of God is all that life is for. You won't, whatever, you won't be totally getting it. I want other things. So I'm not there yet either. (laughs) But at least I can face that now and realize that. Whereas before in the past, in the myriad number of years in which I was also studying the Course, on and off until fifteen until I joined these calls, but and and more on in the nineties. But um until then I couldn't really realize or admit to myself that I wanted other things out of life besides or <laughs> along with the salvation of the Son of God. But you I guess you have to be completely dedicated to that salvation in order to get it in any sense of that phrase. Thanks. I'm complete. Thank you, Ida.
5: This is Donna thinking uh, about, uh, not showing up for a course in miracles and the, and the reasons are why or the purpose of it not happening. I'm drawn away on occasion and, uh, You know, in the old days, I would have thought, yeah, I ain't interested in that, or yeah, I don't like this or that. But what I've learned is when I'm drawn away, I'm not really drawn away. I'm being called away by the Holy Spirit for some other um, journey that conflicts with that time. So, but then I usually come back, as in case, like now. And um, I'm I'm reading another book, uh, and... um, and the book tells me uh, that I need that it's a companion to a course in miracles, so that to return. So I probably returned a few days sooner than I would have had that book not come into my hands. And in this book, uh, it's a channeled book. And in this book, uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus tells us, uh, look. You got to give up drugs. You got to give up alcohol, and you got to give up television. Well, my great pastime is watching television. But I've had other teachings. Doctor Horror talks about the uh, uh, the teaching, and I'm in another class that we were discussing television and how you know they tell you uh, about the medicine that'll make you well, but then they under that while they're selling you the medicine, they tell you all. (laughs) All the side effects. Some include that they, it can kill you, but we. But at the same time, we need medicine. So, so my pastime has been to watch DVDs because I don't like the commercials, and there's not a whole lot on TV. But what I watch on TV is the shows that uh, police shows, violence. So. And all the DVDs I get, they're murder mysteries, they're detective things, There are where somebody's always getting killed and everything. And I always tell my other spiritual friends, oh yeah, I watch my murder and mayhem. You know, I do laugh about it, and I considered at the time, even my watching these things in the right frame of mind, the Holy Spirit can use it. But Jesus says in this book, drop it. So uh so I've been doing that and listening to uh music on television. There's a music sound that they have different music all the time and there's one called soundscapes. So that is actually um helping me. Indeed. Give up. I got the DVDs I'm taking back to the library. That's a miracle for me, trust me, because I have a short attention span. But the beautiful thing is is I am able with this wonderful music on the come through on this TV called soundscapes where it's like new age music. My attention is different. The lesson today, you know, rest in peace. The quality of my being and Jesus really says, you know, you have to pay attention here. He says it in his beautiful words, but, um, I'm just learning that we do get what we think, and if we're thinking with or believing in or entertaining murder, mayhem, and trouble and 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 uh, what is it the other thing we're constantly doing we're constantly at war with one another, big and little, and that we create that in the world. we don't think we do we blame it on the politicians, but every every war like thought that we entertain we're entertaining it are we thinking about peace and love when we're talking about somebody down the neighbor that's getting on my nerves and they're doing this to me and they're doing that to me when nobody's doing anything to us but what we entertain in our consciousness i mean i'm really getting (laughs) i'm getting to be in a place uh where I'm beginning to understand this stuff. So I do want to give gratitude and thanks to LeMoyne and to Laurie and to Fran and also to Lee, who's gone on to other endeavors in Christ uh, and everyone who shows up. I am grateful and thank you. I am pleased.
1: Oh, thank you, Donna. That was just beautiful.
2: Yes, Donna, I hear that loud and clear. Thank you. And so do I. Thank you, Donna. Yeah, thank you, Donna.
0: Well, it's a good
6: point that you made, Donna. Yeah. It's true that I don't think about God all the time. I don't think about this course 24-7. Yeah, sometimes I think about what's bothering me. And that's just, you know, and I'm familiar with the kind of books that you were talking about, um, as channeled by um, Tina Louise Spaulding, who's around and has a has a group online. But uh, anyway, um, that... Television tells us a vision, and it's the vision the controllers want us to have, so we have a lot of murder and stuff, but we can create that stuff so that they can control us more easily. Whether you believe that or not, I happen to believe it. So I've gotten away from television. Um, I still watch it some because my partner likes to watch it, which is mostly the news. And sometimes if the news gets too violent, or it's another violent show, and he knows I don't like him to watch, you know, bell kind of shows, and so a lot of times he won't. But sometimes he will. So I'm not... I go to to the room, which isn't that far away. It's just a small apartment, but it removes me, in one sense, from what's going on. I might hear it a little bit, but at least I don't see it. Because, yeah, we create the type of world that we see in our mind, in our imagination. So, I don't want to create a violent world. So, um, besides, it's so fun. It gives me nightmares when I see that stuff. But it's, it's true what they always said or complained about me growing up and all this stuff. I am a sensitive person. I don't think that's a flaw. <laughs> but, but anyway, I am a sensitive person. So... Maybe more sensitive than other people. Anyway, thank you so much for hearing me. I'm complete.
1: Thank you, Ida.
4: Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Donna. I totally agree that you know what we entertain in our minds is powerful. And, um, I'm alone all the time because television is a big part of my life, too. and I found I have found a program like or Two that are so beautiful and inspirational. And it's like underneath all this nonsense, which is the worldly stuff. But inside of it, there are relationships that are just so holy and beautiful. But those are hard to find. There's no doubt that they are hard to find. Um, there's this show called Major Crimes. And, you know, it's all about the superficial drama of this solving a crime. But there's a character in it who's very spiritual. And she um, adopts a runaway a teenager. And he's very damaged and... He knows how to love him, and she reparents him. And I'm just shocked that whoever the writers were, that they did this, that they, they developed this character who is so spiritual. And so when I watch TV, I try to look for those kinds of things where there's a group of people with a higher moral goal, you know, who are really trying to do something beautiful and good and find it. And you know, it's hard to find that in this. I don't know why television has to be so dark. You know, how it's so hard to find that stuff. But it is possible to find it. Trust me, it is. And then you know, any day now was this one about two friends who loved each other, and you know, went through the '60s and the race, the race. times of Martin Mr. Dr. Martin Luther King anyway um, I can't stand another thing that gives me guilt but I ask the Holy Spirit to help me find those kinds of things I'm completely
1: yeah and it, it is a joy to find them too I agree with you Karen I, I think David Hoffmeister has uh, is it David Hoffmeister who has a whole series on uh, watching movies with the Holy Spirit and um, and entering into dialogue with the characters and how would the Holy Spirit see this and what's the underlying message. And it is possible um, to watch what seems to be superficial entertainment with the eyes of the Holy Spirit and garner a lesson of unity from it and it's really fun uh, to find stuff like that <laughs> right now I'm thinking of my octopus teacher I mean what a crazy title the guy of a, a story about a guy who uh, deep breath dives um, and establishes a relationship with an octopus but every story you know um, if I look with the eyes of the Holy Spirit It's possible to see the love that underlies um, what seems to be going on that was really a beautiful story well actually it was a beautiful relationship that was described uh, in a documentary sort of way but anyway I can watch I can watch with Holy Spirit and look for the lessons of love, just just like I can look to any dream uh, for what are the lessons of love. If I'm not defending and protecting my ego, um, anyway, I'm complete.
4: Thank you, Lori. That was very nice. Very very nice. Alan Cohen also did that a long time ago. I don't know what he's into now, but he used to also talk about television shows and movies quite a bit. Um, Problem with David Hoffmeister is I don't know how to get those movies that he's doing (laughs) because I've listened to some of his reviews. They actually do a process afterwards about their own egos um, after they watch these movies together on a Saturday, they do a whole day. I'm complete. Thank you.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's really fun. It's really fun to do that. I think it's really fun because I can watch my mind uh, and how it engages and how it judges and the things I select to be triggered by and learn from that. Um, that this is the way judgment affects me Uh, am I happy how I feel like this Uh, no but I can change my mind right in the middle of the story Um, uh, by paying attention to what I'm thinking Um, I find even novels are really useful that way and movies are useful that way Um, but it's a process of of watching my mind and how it engages and how judgment interferes uh, with my perception of what's underlying the story I mean every character portrayed in a novel or a movie or or a series um, has something to say about love and relationship and when that's what I'm looking for that's what I'll find if I'm looking for who's the bad guy Uh, who do we uh, who are we designed to not like in this story that's what I'll find but I can choose I can make a choice and be flexible about where I give my attention and in doing so I learn a lot about my own mind and um, how the thoughts I think create a weather uh, in my in my uh, mindscape you know Um, and then I'm I'm freer somehow I experience more freedom as a consequence of doing that recognizing that my choices determine my experience and I think that's um, I think that's what he wants me to know in every lesson in every section of this book who am I paying attention to he said the voice you listen to is as loud as your willingness to listen and when I'm giving all my attention to uh, judgment and ego thoughts and, and um, you know separation and and uh, who's the bad guy, that's what I'm going to experience. When when I'm giving my attention to how are we joined in this, what do we share, um, it's an entirely different uh, kind of experience. So anyway. I I'm, I'm thinking um right now about how I used to feel when he talked about dreaming. You know, is it possible that your the dreams you dream at night, uh you think you wake up to a different set of experiences in the daytime that those aren't also dreams? And I used to um used to have a really strong negative reaction to that. I really did. I had strong negative reactions to that because uh, I thought, right now, wait now, everything I love is really real to me. Everything I love is really real to me. It's not the thing I love, but the experience of love is very, very, very real. Um, in my heart mind and so i thought that can't be a dream and in point of fact it's not that's what he wants me to know in this section that every experience of love is real and eternal and if it isn't loving it's not real that doesn't mean that um my experiences are invalidated it means that i have a choice where i want to give my attention and it turns out that if i'm willing to direct my attention in that it's like a pointer you know mind is like a pointer and it has a compass needle and this compass needle is designed to be directed towards love and holiness that's how god created This compass needle of heart-mind that doesn't mean that I'm not free to let that needle wander all over that compass I am I am but there's only one direction that makes me happy and that's true north I rest in God and the reason it makes me happy is because it's true Um, and it's true and eternal because it's loving it turns out that as my mind needle wanders around this compass I'll pass by a lot of things that don't seem loving. but the instant I condemn and judge them my compass goes haywire I don't experience the true north but in any circumstance I am in I can direct my mind to true north even if it seems like uh, I'm dreaming this that's the power of the inclusiveness of creation we're always held safely in true north we can wander as far away as we care to in any circumstance and call it anything we want but true meaning Underlies everything. There's a veil that uh, seems to be cast upon what we're experiencing. But behind all of it is eternal love. And when I point my mind in that direction, everything else follows my will, my mind, my spirit, my heart. And I start to realize in whatever circumstance I'm in, true north always exists. So he calls it a dream, and that's fine. What's really real always is true north and the relationship of love that we have with everything. Everything in creation belongs to me everything everything one day one day I was driving down my street and suddenly everything for 26 years that I saw on my little plaza (laughs) passed right through the windshield of my car and I was left stunned by love this is the mind we share this holy mind that engenders experiences against which we can discover what's the truth what's the truth what's the truth and it turns out every single time I let my mind go back to true north um I discover the love that's behind the dream because the love is eternal he says every loving thought the Son of God has ever had Is beautiful and eternal because it's loving and that's um, what this section says to me if your brothers are part of you will you accept them you'll never know that you are a co-creator with God until you know your brother is co-creator with you what makes this place and this experience alive and real and always true is the loving relationships that exist between the capital T thoughts of God held together in the mind of God. And um, there's nothing, nothing here worthy of condemnation when I find my true north wherever I am. And when I do, I'm just filled with loving gratitude love and gratitude for the opportunity to be alive and have a wholehearted experience I mean a wholehearted all the way through vibrational experience of truth there's nothing nothing outside of that when I let my mind rest at true north uh, because that's where it's designed to be and so He says, uh, how many teachers of God does it take to save the world? Just one. Just one mind who joins that one mind uh, makes everything else appear like a dream because the truth behind it shines and reflects like a prism. You know, you say the words, you say the words, through me, through me. And uh, <laughs> reminded of that Amy Carmichael poem, "Love of God, Love through Me, Make Me Like That Clear Air." Um, we're here, all. Oh, what am I? I'm God's son, safe, complete, complete, healed, and whole, shining in the reflection of this love. The word "you" in this section. Uh, Oh, God, let me, let me embrace the idea that you is a magnificent, whole, holy, pure inclusiveness. You is not the ego-body illusion, the dream figure. You are the eternal love, united in what we call the Christ Mind. The second coming of Christ is just the realization Of waking up and realizing that the Son of God is one and the Son of God is whole and the Son of God includes all of creation exactly as he created it and so father help me help me always in whatever circumstance I'm in return my mind to true north where I rest in God Um, you is a really big word in this section and may I realize the truth of what you're talking to right here in this mine heart I'm complete. Thank
4: you, Lori. That was absolutely perfect. To north is love. Thank you, Lori. Okay, I can't resist. It says, your holy will establishes everything that happens to you. Every response you make to everything you perceive is up to you because your will determines your perception of it. So what you were saying is, if you have your mind, your heart set at true north, Everything you see and everything you perceive will be loving and blessing. That you see beyond, you see past all of the insanity and the ugliness of the world. You see with your heart, you see with Christ. I'm complete.
1: Oh, beautifully said. Beautifully said.
4: just can't help myself but i wanted to just make a plug for a movie it's called i heart huckabees and it's like from early 2000 um it has some vulgar language which i hated that they had to put that in there but it it talks about how we're all like this one blanket it's very metaphysical and it's it's a satire and it's you know, you kind of have to watch the whole thing or you're not going to get it. So there are moments where you want to turn it off because, you know, it's it's not beautiful. But basically, we're all this big blanket. We're all one blanket. That's life. We're all the creation. And we're all part of the same blanket. So I'm going to say I'm complete.
1: Well, thanks, Karen. Interesting. I've I've heard that name before, but I've never watched it. But I love that image.
4: Dustin Hoffman, Jude Law, Lily Tomlin. It's it's really incredibly potent. But you have to watch the whole thing, and parts of it are not so pretty, I'm complete.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Karen.
5: This is Donna. Like I said, I'm listening to the soundstage TV meeting, and they they have these wonderful quotes from people that come up on the screen, and it's just so curious. Um, Both times Karen spoke, first time she mentioned Helen Keller while she was speaking, uh, saying that Helen Keller's popped up on the screen, and I'm paraphrasing where she said, Uh, the worst thing isn't to be blind, but to have no vision. And um, then a second one just popped up, but I've already forgotten it. So um, I just thought that was curious. But one of the things that was on it yesterday is a saying by Martin Luther King, Jr., where he says, we achieve the goal of peace with peace. And I thought that was great for somebody from our... Uh, lifetime I'm complete well thanks Donna thank
1: you Donna oh you know the story again the other thing I wanted to say about how I felt about the dreaming part um, when I was very resistant to that idea was um, I finally I finally learned or let it sink in put it that way I finally let it sink in that while in the bodily experience uh, stuff does happen. It definitely does happen. We experience it. We feel it. We uh, can palpate with our senses and, and move in uh, to genuine experiences um, that are not illusion. I think what he wants me to realize is that when I wake up, I'll realize that while all of that seem to happen and is in my memory what makes it illusion is that it does not contain the meaning that i gave it and that was that was an important feature of um of learning what he's talking about when he says dreaming you know when when i'm having a bodily experience in this life um and in and judging it and uh, deciding what I think about it um what I'm doing actually with my thoughts is giving it meaning and meaning uh, he wants me to know is given by God and it is not uh, the meaning that I give my experiences when I'm not in touch with True North. And that came home to me one year. I was doing lesson 127. I blessed you, brother, with the love of God, which I would share with you, for I would learn the joyous lesson that there is no love but God's and yours and mine and everyone's. And while I was doing that lesson, I mean, it was so marvelous to do that lesson, just like yesterday, giving and receiving one in truth to everyone I give peace and it feels so good when that comes right back you know so anyway the love lesson felt that way to me too but my ego mind my experiential mind my memory mind uh, started flashing and before my eyes as I was doing this lesson uh, came all these scenes like still frames of things in my memory I mean all kind of experiences and I saw the image of myself engaging just as if just as if I were projecting it on a movie screen it was that um, real in frame mode flash frame mode so here's this experience and all the while I felt uh, and I can't tell you uh, about what this other form was but all the while I felt within me as me watching this um, my image of myself Christ might and this other being who I couldn't feature at all but anyway there were three of us watching this all these frames go by and when it was over when that I mean it was like a flash you know When when that was done came the realization that It seemed like this to you, but in point of fact, we were there loving. In point of fact, we were there loving. In point of fact, we were there loving. And I got the idea or the notion, the the palpable sense that there is no circumstance that I can experience in my life that isn't accompanied with me. He says, the face of Christ and the memory of God so while these experiences are are so real and so happening they are invested with ego meaning or they're invested with truth that love is always there holding all of these experiences in an embrace that makes it all perfect I don't need to understand how that happens but I do know In the words of Rumi the wound is where the light gets in and that tells me that there is always a presence of holiness that holds every experience with me that will invest it with the meaning of love if I allow it because it's always there in every experience no matter what meaning I give it it's held in holiness, tenderness, compassion, and love. And I can join that meaning or I can give it a different meaning. And if I do, I will have a different experience than the experience he wants me to have. And I'm always free to make that choice. That's kind of what I mean by true north. Now I'm very complete. <laughs>
4: Thank you, Lori, I agree. I mean, I realized that the past didn't happen the way I thought it happened, even though the experiences happened. It was my interpretation of what happened that was based on ego and illusion and dreams. And I like that line that says, um, all things perceived correctly are opportunities for healing. That every everything interpreted by the mind of God will find the love and the light in it. But my ego is completely subjective. It's a private world. It's a complete made up interpretation based on ignorance and limited awareness. Um thank you, Lori. I'm complete.
1: Oh, perfect. Thank you. I guess that's the difference between the thought system of the ego and the thought system of truth, huh? Oh, boy.
0: Well, thank you all very much. Very restful. I just I want to touch on something that... that uh, <coughs> I don't know somehow I got it. Something mm-hmm. you said for it. And it's in lesson 106, very similar to this lesson let me be still <clears throat> let me be still and listen to the truth and in paragraph six i I always so it always strikes me as like a reading instruction um, six, four and <laughs> four today the promise of word of God's word is kept Hear and be silent. He would speak to you. He comes with miracles a thousand times as happy and as wonderful as those you ever dreamt or wished for in your dream. His miracles are true. They will not fade when dreaming ends. They end the dream instead and last forever, for they come from God is his dear son whose other name is you and uh, and uh, yeah I just see that as like a, an instruction reading all this that wherever he says you that shorthand for son of God, child of God, and that that is is, at least aligned with or part of the unified perception, which is the light text speaks of. It is a unified perception where we don't seek to divide and separate which is why I, I love that the seeming mistake in reading today where it says the law of creation is that you love your creations as yourself because they are part of you. And I said it, I think it's equally true that you love your enemies as you love yourself. But... <laughs> This is a miscreation. They are part of you, but in the attempt to separate, this is the way we've chosen. We've chosen to love ourselves. We make the people enemies. That's... really... something we're doing to ourselves. And what I like to call... It, making the... trying to make the fear real. The miscreation. That's so, all. Um... It echoes this law of creation, um, but it's creation based on the perception of separation. The truth is that when all children of God love their creation, that they love themselves. Here And mean, creating him. We banish ourselves from knowledge. We haven't met the condition. Of love. And that's all. And uh yeah. <laughs>
1: You faded a bit at the end of the wine, so I couldn't tell if
0: you were complete. Well, I <laughs> I just uh I just have a feeling of uh perhaps actually waking. <laughs> <And> again <laughs> having a little trouble speaking through the smile. <clears throat> <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, Moen, I wondered if you would um, expand on that concept of banishment. I don't know if you have something else you could say about that. I'm completely...
0: The concept of banishment. Well, I I just think that uh, by creating enemies, we banish ourselves from um, what the totality that is eternal. At least in terms of what I'm saying. I, I kept thinking, Lori, when you talked about the compass needle, <clears throat> that, you know, that in truth, it, it always, no matter where we think it's pointing, it always points to God, and that the game here really is something more like spin the bottle, and wherever it points, that's where we should be, <laughs> Yeah. You know. It's our turn to kiss it. <laughs> that's what's given us the love. What we perceive is what's given us the love. And if it appears to generate fear, well, <clears throat> and, you know, this is what he's asking us to do is to reach beyond our perception yes. to what is eternal and that that is the focus it's called for to remember everything. To, to will the separation is not willed away by struggling against it, but by returning our mind to our Creator and what we're creating right now. Yeah. The dreams become impossible when we want only truth. And that is at last our will. It will be ours. Amen.
1: Amen to that. Perfect. Thank you so much.
5: Beautiful. Yeah, I love this. Is Donna? I love the spin the bottle because the truth is yeah. that all things work together up for our good, even if we choose to sit in hell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hi, this is Yogi Chris. Just just listening as I rest in that space of God within me. Hi, Chris. Hello. Well, um we are sliding well past the top of the hour. Um, Lori, do you have a one of your lovely closings for this call? Uh,
1: boy, you know, I <laughs> had so many that I thought it <laughs> might take, but um but today here's where here's where it landed in that section. Magnitude of holiness in chapter sixteen. It says no evidence will convince you of the truth of what you do not want yet your relationship with capital him is real and has been demonstrated regard this not with fear but with rejoicing the one you called upon is with you Bid in welcome and honor his witnesses who bring you the glad tidings he has come it is true just as you fear that to acknowledge him is to deny all you think you know, but it was never true. He goes on, do not interpret against God's love. And finally here, reality is safe and sure and wholly kind to everyone and everything. There is no greater love than to accept this and be glad. For love asks only that you be happy and will give you everything that makes for happiness. You've never given any problem to the Holy Spirit he has not solved for you, nor will you ever do so. And you've never tried to solve anything yourself and been successful. It is time you brought these facts together and made sense of them. <laughs> there is no greater love than to accept that reality is safe and sure and holy kind. To everyone and everything.
4: Amen. So beautiful.
0: Amen.